para 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 Welcome everybody to a great episode we have in store for you tonight. We're going to be talking about that Cowboy Bebop boys. Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you guys, this is something that I've been looking forward to all year. I mean, ever since it was announced, uh, I was on a, a skeptical level at first, like very hesitant. Then they announced the cast. I was like, all right, my man, John Cho, he's a badass. He's been doing great with these roles. Like, I, I think I can see it. I can see it. And then when we started seeing the pictures, it looked great. I was excited. I was hyped. And then they showed the intro. And I was like, all right, uh, well, I'm fucking sold. Let's do this. So getting to watch this, I got to say, was quite the experience. I 100% agree. Um, before we talk about this wonderful Space Odyssey experience, Let's go ahead and introduce our guests. Um, Rudy, we're going to represent you, buddy. Um, we're sorry you can't be here. Hi, my but name te- is Rudy. <laughs> but technology has bested you. But if you're in the Yuma area, be sure to stop by by Rudy's RPG. Um, buy up all the Yu-Gi-Oh cards before our next guest, Crozen, gets them. Um, Crozen, we haven't talked in a while, dude. Um, how's it going? How's life? You still doing the podcast? I know you're working on Plus Ultra, right? Uh, did you say Plus Ultra? Wasn't it Plus Ultra? That, that's My Hero Academia. Oh, that's My Hero Academia. <laughs> Sorry, man. Don't, I was, don't I ever was, disrespect uh, me like that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, Podcast Ultra. Yeah, I took a little bit of hiatus on that. I've been focusing on Twitch streaming and a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. But yeah, it was really dope for you to invite me to do this because I really love the show. Yeah, um, definitely fantastic. But I, I have, I'm worried about how some people are going to react. But what have you, what have you been streaming? Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I, I've been doing a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, um, pack openings, and then just playing some online stuff. And yeah, it's been going pretty good actually. I've been having lots of fun. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash crowsandygo. Yes, check it out for those of you diehard Yu-Gi-Oh lovers. They're still out there, man. I I love how, you know, just consistent you are with the love for Yu-Gi-Oh. If you go still. to the RPG, they actually have a Yu-Gi-Oh night with tournaments and everything. It's pretty cool. I was going to tell you, oh, they're yeah. doing a, a giveaway right now. If you, I think if you spend money i don't remember exactly how it works but you get there's like a jar that they're filling up with random cards card packs and if you win you get the whole jar i hear that if you give them money they'll give you stuff in exchange what that's crazy rudy's a wild man he is i mean who accepts money in return for stuff but speaking of accepting money for questionable things we have our next guest Wow. Daniel from <laughs> <laughs> our good friends at Geek Elite Media. And only Plus fun. Ultra Geek Elite Media. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, what's up, Daniel? I know we just talked recently and we basically talk every day, but let's pretend that we don't and tell me what you've been up to. First off, uh, Crozen, at the end of the episode, um, can you just send me the Shadow Realm, please? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll send it on a bullet. Awesome, awesome. Mac Miller concert, here I come. <laughs> I joined you, man. Front row. 
Um, I'm just taking you to a Travis Scott concert. Oh, God, no. <laughs> He'll deliver you. That, that ends up with a Mac Miller encore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, just uh, Shadow Run for the bullet, please and thank you. Much appreciated. Jesus, you're starting <laughs> off really dark today. <laughs> Well, now we know game. what Daniel is up to. He's got a bath in the future. <laughs> like he's down to. <laughs> shower, bath, shower. <laughs> um, no, so I uh, just came back from a concert yesterday, and it was quite the experience. Uh, I'm glad I got to go. After hey, man. Years, I'm trying to see that artist finally happen last night. Yeah, it looked kick-ass on video, so I can only imagine how awesome it was to be actually there, to be there in person, except for the loose dirt that you were talking about and yeah. the, the stampede dust devils <laughs> that were being kicked up, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It was bad. But Black hey, Clover. you looked okay. happy and you inspired my wife. So you Yay. already know that you're going to have a concert buddy. I'm sure she'd drive up even if we move. Okay. Right, when she when she used to live here, she would go to concerts all the time, like out of town. Okay. Oh, yeah. Always down for so, a concert buddy. There's rumors out there that she used to watch a stream just to hear me sing. That's how much <laughs> she loves music. <laughs> and you did sing pretty often. Yeah. All the did. time. Um, yeah. yeah, that's over with. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Cowboy Bebop, live action. Um, we are going to be talking a lot of spoilers. So this is your warning. Um, don't listen to it if you want to watch everything for yourself or listen to it get it spoiled um but we will warn you there is a lot of differences from the anime to the live action so a lot if you think that listening to spoilers is not really going to affect you let this be your second warning <laughs> that <laughs> there is actual spoilers because something's stray to say the least. About 50%, maybe. Yeah, but... Go more than that, but... It might be yeah. more than 50, yeah. It's, but, you a, know, it's, it's very different. Yeah, I'd say it's like 50% of 90% of 100%. But it's 100% inspired. Yes, yes, that I will 100% agree. So I'm going to go down the list. I want to talk about first impressions. Um, so Daniel... Tell me, what was your first impression of the series as a whole? Um, I think it was actually pretty well uh, written, really well done. Um, I want to say my favorite thing about uh, the you know the sh the show as a whole um, is the fight choreography is so tight, so on point. It is awesome, and then also the music. I mean, the the soundtrack uh, is you know just like the anime. It's completely amazing. So. Yeah, I did enjoy this show um, as a whole. Um, do have a few complaints here and there, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit uh, a little bit later, but definitely wa worth watching. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm not typically the type of person that's like that pays attention to like the music in a series or a film. Like, like there's obviously the iconic ones, you know, like Jurassic Park or like the intros and stuff, and like Tank the. The intro to Bebop, like, obviously, I listened to it every episode. Did any of you skip any of the intros, or did you listen to every single one? I listened I to every single intro. <laughs> every single one. I, don't know, I, 
I was kind of like just rushing through it. So like about like the last two episodes, I started to skip it because I was just like so enthralled with the story. Un- but, understandable, man. I mean, we're not gonna judge you here until we stop recording. Then we'll judge you. No, <laughs> no, I get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it honestly made it made the scenes better. Um, at least I think so. As far as the music, it it kind of got me in the mood, if you will. Um, platonically of course but yeah like towards like talking about like towards the end when we're getting to like the final showdown um between vicious and spike like that song that kicked on when Faye shows up with the ship like that that was badass like that was probably one of my favorite moments just as far as like the song matching the tempo of what was happening but Enough about me. Um, I do want to know what Crozen has to say. Um, I think like I think we're all on different levels as far as the anime. I don't know where you stand, Crozen. Are you are you like really conscious of like what happens in the anime? Oh yeah, I, I fucking love the anime. Like it's, okay, so it's like one of my top ten anime. So Hell so yeah. yeah, Rudy is a diehard Bebop fan too, but he couldn't make it so i'm glad that you're here i know jesse loves all kinds of anime so um i'm sure he knows knows it all because he's a weave at heart but uh for me i thought i remembered the anime so i didn't think i had to watch it and then i realized how much i didn't know as i was watching the series so i i did like crash courses on youtube to to become a learned man so I think we're all on different levels. I think Daniel is kind of take it or leave it, right? As far as no, like watching, I, I, love I, the I know you love it, but I mean, like you're not you're not somebody that's like a diehard anime fan. I don't know. Maybe you're, I don't know. You're a bitch, right, right, Daniel? Say what the hell? <laughs> just so you know, I met Stephen Bloom and I met Mary Elizabeth, um, who voices for for Julia. Um, and directed the Cowboy Bebop show and got their autographs and have selfies with them. So uh, you can very much fuck off, Thomas. I don't know. I will say, I will say, I will say that I am not a huge anime fan per se, but there's just some things that are just like un- that surpass their animeness, I guess. Yeah, no, and that's kind of where I am too. Like, I'm not a person that sees a new anime and I'm like, oh, I want to see this. It, I have the animes that I've seen that have stuck with me, and that's kind of where Bebop sits with me. It's not something that like I always want to rewatch or anything, but I do remember how much I enjoyed watching it. Much like you know, Dragon Ball Z and all the other classics, Ronin Warriors, still one of my favorites. What about that, think... uh, that firefighting anime? Uh, fire oh, force? um, Ladder Force or something? I just said Fire Force, you bitch. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't yeah. hear you. Why is everybody attacking me? What the hell's going on? <laughs> Jesus. You <laughs> anime, <laughs> you anime fans are unhinged. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't know you took a selfie with people. I'm sorry, I didn't know your firefighter anime name. Everybody, just put the pitchforks away. We're here to talk about Cowboy Bebop. Selfie but, and autograph on my DVD box set. But, but Joey, please, 
please go ahead and bring some peace here. Um, be Switzerland and tell us your first impressions of Cowboy Yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoy the series. Um, I would, I didn't really know what to expect because, um, like first seeing the first images of the show and everything, I was like, okay, this seems really, really loyal. And then they released the intro. And then, you know, the intro is iconic and the intro is really, really great. But then they released that um teaser thingy. I don't know if you guys, re- mm-hmm. if you guys remember it. That like, like three minute teaser. Yeah. And I said, this looks fucking bad. Like, I hated that teaser so much. <laughs> it was like, gave me Scott Pilgrim vibes and I fucking hate Scott Pilgrim with a oh, no. fucking <laughs> oh, Fuck Daniel, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Crozen. Thanks for attacking me now. <laughs> so it, it it gave that teaser really gave me bad vibes. But then when I checked when I started with the first episode, I really loved the episode. I love, and it just like kept going and going. And there's like Daniel, there's like Daniel said that there's a couple things that are I won't say that like are bad to me or rub me the wrong way, but it's just like things that are just seen weird decisions. Um. As far as like some of the characters, some of the way they portray some of the characters, but I really love the show, and I really love with the show where the show can go because there's like it's, we're already in spoilers, but there's obviously more to come from the show. Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah, with I'm kind of with Eagle Sun. <laughs> the the three dragon eggs that. Um, Julia found at the end. Yeah, and and she pulled him out of the fire without burning herself. Mike, that was crazy. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> sorry, those are Game of Thrones spoilers for those of you that haven't seen Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> rewind it back and listen to this. Me telling you it's a spoiler before you listen to the other part. I I know this came after the other part was already spoken of, but just pretend you didn't hear it. Yeah, just play it backwards like those evil heavy metal vinyls that talk to you in the devil's tongue. Blink-182 ones? Yeah. Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Devil. Uh, but yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'm i with you. Um, when I saw the teaser, I didn't know what to expect. And like from the very beginning, I believe the showrunner, um, Andrew Nemec, um, have mentioned that he didn't want to do like a frame for frame adaptation. He wanted to like do his own thing. And they one hundred percent did not. Do yeah, that, he so. went he one hundred percent did. But I have to give him credit and that kind of like leads me to a question. But first I'll say this, like talking about the age um of John Cho and you know, him being cast as Spike Spiegel and like, his changes in the story, like, all of that, like, he still managed to, like, give us a portrayal of Spike that was, like, really authentic. 100% And he still managed to, like, capture, like, the essence of the show. That sounds, like, really snotty, but that's, like, the best way I can describe it because it still felt like I was watching Cowboy Bebop, even though he made, like, I would say somewhat drastic changes at points. At, a, at points so like kudos to him because i mean we could have very well gotten like a dragon ball 
um, evolution or revolution. I forgot the name. Like evolution. my mind's blocking oh, it. God. You don't speak yeah, about so, that movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it could have easily turned into that. And I mean, I got to give Netflix kudos. Like, I know, I know they do some wild shit sometimes, but they they have been putting out some pretty great adaptations lately. And and they've announced even more. I mean, we got we got Yu Yu Hakusho coming, which is yeah, insane. I'm super excited for that one. <laughs> And I mean, mm-hmm. we got Lufa coming with One, uh, One Piece. Piece. You, yeah. You <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and what else? They're doing their own Avatar The Last Airbender ad- adaptation. Um, Gundam. Yeah, Gundam, dude. The concept art. Oh my God. Yeah. That it one. looked beautiful. Cool. Those are the top three right now that are insane that are coming to netflix yeah and i'm just super stoked that legendary is attached to that one because i mean what they did was pacific rim and all of the kong slash godzilla films that we've gone so far like Mm -hmm. it's legendary whoa i can get the name now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be beautiful as as long as they did uh what they did with cowboy bebop story wise and everything i feel like it's gonna be a hit yeah, and so, yeah, to talk about John Cho, like, he said he wanted to, I'm talking about the showrunner here, um, Nemec, he actually said he wanted to cast somebody older, even though he got a lot of pushback, because he said that in the anime, I believe he's in his early 20s. Early 20s, yeah. So uh, 27, actually. I looked it up the other day. Oh, oh okay. Um, so... Yeah, okay, so later 20s. So he didn't think that, like, his heartbreak and, like, like the pain he went through would be as believable in a live-action adaptation if he was that young. And he essentially said that John Cho came in and, like, blew him away with what he showed him. So he couldn't see anybody else playing him. And I honestly would agree. I mean, I'm not, like, very versed with, like, the actors and stuff that are out there and i mean netflix likes to bring in like i don't want to call them unknown but like lesser known talent like what we're seeing in one piece other than emily rudd i don't know that i recognize any of the other people that were cast but i i yeah i honestly can't think of anybody else that could have like played the part as well as he did i don't know what you guys think yeah Yeah, i think john cho killed it man Oh yeah, yeah. He was really he he really blew me away with how good he portrayed this role. Yeah, he was super suave and super cool. And yeah, he had like the like the quippy or witty. I don't know what the fuck quippy is. Um, mm-hmm. like the witty, um, like smart ass comments and all that. And yeah, like he was just really cool. And it was awesome. Like I yeah, I love him. And I love John Cho. I mean, ever since. Harold and Kumar. Yep. Um, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> like a big callback. <laughs> but um, what do you guys do? You guys buy into that? Like, I know we love John Cho, but do you guys buy into the fact that we couldn't have, you know, bought like what he's been through if he was played by a younger character? Like, are you buying? Are you buying I, into I, I, it? I hundred percent bought into it. Like, I, that stuff didn't even really bother me that much. Like it, I didn't even notice it. Like it was like so, it was like he played it so well. Like 
I think honestly, I think I think he is actually like gives the strongest performance in the whole show. Actually, like I think I think the other there are other character, uh, the other actors did great, but it's just like I think he really like. Because I watched I watched this the live action, and then mm-hmm. I watched the anime right after went through the anime, and he captures Spike like I think to a T. Yeah, it's it's almost like he literally popped out of the freaking anime, and it was just like the Spike on screen <laughs> um it was it's, it's scary that they're able to like adapt it so perfectly um other than that i, I really enjoyed Faye. um i think she might have been my favorite character just because she always made me laugh um but what a, let's talk about that um favorite characters and why i'm talking you know, strictly live action here you know uh what what Crozen said about um you know john cho being spike actually that's how i feel about um the actor who um who played jet um really oh yeah resonated jet from the tv show uh from the anime i mean it so, sounds uh, so much like him it's crazy yeah he does too especially when he's like spike you know like gives mm-hmm. him those judging you know call out lines too um mustafa uh, mustafa, mustafa shakir yeah he yeah he definitely Trey's a really good jet, so I I think just because he reminded me so much of the one in the anime, I gotta say he's probably my favorite uh, favorite from the cast. I would agree with that. Um, I really loved him too, and I think it kind of plays into like how good chem- their chemistry was because yeah. they they all like played off of each other really well. Yeah, um, but Frozen. I'm um... oh, sorry, go ahead, dude. Yeah, um, I have to say, other than Spike, I think Jet is really amazing. The show, I think that's what I, I think that's what I love. This think the show does better than the anime, is really like emphasize the, the like relationship between Jet and Spike, because, like the anime, they're kind of they kind of just like hang out with each other, you know, like they're it doesn't really like get into like how close how they really feel about each other that much, really, and I think just the way the show portrayed Jet and Spike's relationship is, like, really, really good. Yeah, no, I agree. And it kind of led to, like, one of the, like, the moment where he finds out who he really is and, like, how, like, emotional it was. Like, it just made me buy into it even more, which I, I, I wanted to cry. I was like, no, don't fight. We all love each other. <laughs> ELE. Um, but Jesse, do you have a favorite? Um, Everybody? Think... The dog? <laughs> I killed it for sure. <laughs> uh, such you... a, such uh, a good boy. Just a, just a quick fun fact about Ayn. He was actually played by two different corgis. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, were they twins? Because I couldn't tell. They yeah. also twinned it. Um, I don't know if they were twins, <laughs> but I know that. I think one of them was named Harry... Um, I, I don't I don't remember the names of them, but yeah, it was actually two different corgis. Wow, very cool. Well, they both killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I gotta say, like, they really did an amazing job with casting for the show. Um, as long as Netflix continues to do castings like this, like, I, people will be very happy. My favorite, I think, I gotta give it to John Cho, man. Like, he just. He did, he did such an amazing job. Like, it felt like I was watching Spike. Uh, 
the whole time. Like I was always entertained watching him and I couldn't wait to see more of all of them really in the show as it kept progressing and as it kept growing and how they were going to play off of their, like each other in the next couple scenes. So it's hard to pick a favorite because honestly, I mean, they were all really amazing. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more as we go forward uh, and seeing how, you know, introducing Ed into the cast is going to play off of that as well. Like that's a whole new dynamic coming in. Yeah. They, they told us we weren't going to, hear anything of ed until season two and they they snuck her in there at the end um i'm not sure who plays her Um, yeah i have no idea i didn't have time to look into that but i liked it i liked what i saw it was very little but it was was very ed like though for sure definitely entertaining (laughs) um but yeah i'm with you and kind of going back to like what daniel said about the choreography like that was that was pretty awesome. I mean, the the whole, like, the whole scenes. I mean, I don't know how many shots they shot these in, but it all seemed, like, fluid. Yeah. And something I didn't know was that even in the anime, they adapted Spike's fighting style to mimic Bruce Lee, um, which I thought was pretty awesome. Um, so it was, um, what did they say? Um, something about wanting the the choreography to run fluid like water um, mm-hmm. to what Bruce Lee would say, which I mean, yeah, I bought it super dope. And with John Cho being 49 years old, like how how long do do you think they could get him as Spike and it like still be believable? Years, I think, yeah, and I don't think it's like they need to keep him for a long time like i think this show could really just need one more season and that's just be cap it off there and it'll be like perfect but perfect i would 100 percent be okay with like six seasons no <laughs> i don't want them i don't no. think they can really stretch stretch i know stretch this out that, that it much. will be difficult i mean they've already changed up the story and added so many things to the story at this point that i can definitely see more than just one more season oh yeah yeah, I would be I would be okay with maybe three max, but I don't I, I don't want this to be like a long ass fucking thing. Yeah, I'm with frozen. Think? I think C three uh, C three three uh, PO three max. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me. Do you guys? So let's let's talk about that. Do you guys think that they changed the story? Them changing the story is also a little bit about wanting to extend like a 26 episode run into multiple seasons. I don't think so. I mean, honestly, I think they just wanted to tell a different version of the story. Uh, but it, at the same time, still be loyal to the source in a way. Like it felt like you were still just watching a different part of the show. Um, so I don't think they were doing it just to stretch it out. To me, it just felt like they want to tell the story a different way and tell different parts of the story that we didn't know about before. Um, yes. Um, would it don't, be... Don't get me wrong, you consider it definitely some stuff, though. Yeah, so, um, as an anime fan, um, does it bother you to see it change from frame to frame? Like, what's your preference as, as like, a, a diehard anime fan, if you as, will, as to, like, lead? having a live-action adaptation... Like, do you just want to see it frame to frame, like come to life in live action? Absolutely. Or do you kind of like... Like, so for me, no, 
I, I don't care about it being frame for frame. If it is, I mean, that's cool. Uh, what I want to see is a good story. So, and, and, and it'd be related to the source. So as long as it's a good story and like it's believable that that's part of that source, then I'm totally on board. Like I'm going to support it. I love seeing new things about a show. Like I love getting to know more about like someone's past or a different type of origin uh, or get just getting more stories out of it. As long as they provide a good story, I'm going to be happy. Um, and I feel like a lot of the anime fans will also be happy as long as they put it up with a good story. And I feel like this show definitely put up a great fucking story for people to enjoy. Yes, and you must have an open mind. Uh, but but Joey, you had something to say, didn't you? I was going to talk about some of the how I felt about some of the changes. Um, Go for it, man. Yeah, I kind of disagree. I think the way they portray the story, I think it was they wrote the story was intentionally to be something they can like probably put a couple more seasons in. Like at the end, like I was like, I know why you did this. <laughs> this is like the only way this is the only direction it could go really because uh, if you weren't going to like end it the way the, the similar to the anime I think this is like probably the best way to like get it going and I, I don't mind it I think it was kind of, I liked it the ending was kind of cool Um, but all the changes were actually fine I think the only thing that I the only thing is like an incident the only thing I didn't really like and as a minor change is um vicious um I just didn't like. It felt weird to me how unhinged he was. I, I actually didn't like Julia, like, but I don't know if that's because of her character. Like, I just didn't like her as a person. I, <laughs> I, I want to say that's uh, that's credit to Elena Satine's. And I, I'm sorry if I butcher her name. Um, performance because yeah, like, like it was almost like. Like, I don't know why I keep mentioning Game of Thrones, but it's almost like Game of Thrones, like Daenerys, like, I always saw something wrong with her. Like, there was always something, the elephant in my stomach was telling me something was wrong. And I've never heard that saying. That's uh, because you haven't seen the newest season of Doom Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and that's what it was, like, like, you wanted to believe, like, when Spike talked about her, you believed it, like. It was honest and genuine and, like, heart-wrenching. And when she did, there was just something off about it. And, like, it was almost like a, a silent version of what, like, Joey's talking about Vicious. Like, she had, like, this silenced, like, part of her that was unhinged. And, like, they kind of hinted to it but didn't quite reveal it. Obviously, until the end, when I mean that, it was awesome, but shocking. <laughs> um, not what I expected um, to happen, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what it was about vicious. I mean, no, no shade to Alex um, Hassel, but like, I don't know. There was just something that fell off about his character and. He was probably one of my least favorite characters in the series. I agree. And maybe he was trying to channel the anime uh, vicious, but just couldn't pull it off. Well, I mean, well, that's, I don't think so because the anime vicious is like a really cool, like calm and cool, collected like 
true individual like he doesn't like express any type of frustration or anything ever even when he's like fighting spike and spike is like kicking his ass like he never seems he frustrated cold, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah he was just you know, like cold true. and like brooding yeah and to me like his performance of it kind of gave me like prequel anakin vibes like almost whiny to a point like yeah i can see that like Nobody treats me fairly. Why aren't I on the Jedi Council? Why aren't I on the Syndicate or the leader of the yeah. Syndicate? That's, that's kind of like the vibe I got. And I don't think it was any like discredit or fault to Alex Sassel who portrayed him. I, I honestly think it was probably how the character was written and yeah. what he was asked to give out as that character. So. Um, yeah, it's just uh, that just didn't land for me. Um, I'm with you on that one. But yeah, um, there but there were some cool moments with him. Like I think he does have a, a f- like a few good moments that were like really like what the fuck like the whole execution scene. Yes, fucking amazing. That was badass. That yes. was cool. That was like I didn't I didn't I expected him to like kind of just you know. Um, go off the the hinge and just like murdering everybody, but like to see him like like them landing these blows on him, and him just like continuously rolling through them, and like the shit he did with all the weapons, and when he fucking double harpoons those guards, like it was just <laughs> fucking crazy. I I loved it. It was probably one of the coolest scenes, uh, fight scenes that that I saw there. Um, kind of underwhelmed with the final scene between Spike and Vicious. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Yeah, I was pretty much uh, on the same page. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit underwhelming there. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was fine. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. And yeah, they, that's exactly it. Like, it was just fine compared to like everything else we saw. And like, I expected it to be like, I guess, more like, like emotional or like. I think to, they like, just. Uh... Sorry to cut you off. I think, no, no, go ahead. I, yeah, I think they just wanted like to capture that one scene from the anime, mm-hmm. right? Really, like that's really like the whole point of that final fight. Because like, if you see if you see the that that shot from the anime and the shot from the show scene by scene, it's like almost frame to frame, right? Exactly. Yeah. Apart from when Vicious stabs him in the shoulder and he shoots him, like the rest of that fight was just not very memorable. And yeah, the scene. Um, it was beautiful, but yeah, I kind of expected more just because of all the the build up and like these dudes have been like running circles on each other this entire time and like making these promises to each other that they're gonna kill one another and you get what you get and yeah, it's it's just fine. But I guess maybe it's because it wasn't meant to be so much about them or about Julia's um turn i guess turn to the dark side um <laughs> which uh how do we feel about that that's why you always always call your girl back that's what i'm just saying like always call your girl back mm-hmm. <laughs> i agree you, you, spike agree. left her on red for years and drove her insane <laughs> <laughs> i would i would agree um do not leave your girl on red or she will shoot you out of a very nice. Um, well, I don't know what they call those windows. 
I, I forgot what it's called. Uh, churchy windows, we'll call them for now. They're like stained glass or something? There you go. Stained yeah, up. stained glass window. Thank you. So, speaking of moments that are just fine, um, do you guys have a favorite moment in the series? Yes, I do. Tell me about it. My favorite <laughs> moment of the series is um, when Jet goes to watch his daughters play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And it constantly cuts away to him just sitting in the shop and Spike just like <laughs> in this like, huge fucking fight behind him. I fucking love that moment so much. Dude, yeah, that scene was awesome. <laughs> that was that was the one I was gonna mention. It was I don't know why it was so fucking funny and cracking me up just seeing him like enjoy this recital and you just see Spike like sometimes he's Struggling. kicking their ass, sometimes he's getting his ass kicked, <laughs> and then he starts waving at his daughter, <laughs> and the clerk starts waving back like. <laughs> yeah it was so stupid but it was hilarious i loved it and it was such a cute moment because like i feel that was the like the moment where jet was as much as part of that family and part of his daughter's life as he ever got to be in the entire series obviously things go to shit at the end for him (laughs) but that was like his best moment with her and like the wife was the ex-wife wasn't being like a jerk to him. Him and Chalmers kind of connected after um, you know, we kind of double back to his origin story. And it was it was just awesome. I mean, I, I, that was probably like a moment well deserved for him because I feel like he's always stressing and kind of getting shafted by life. But it was really good mm-hmm. to see. And yeah, like Spike just doing all that shit in the background was fucking hilarious um but what about you daniel um just uh just piggybacking uh piggybacking a little bit from earlier um if you're gonna do a live adaptation at least like try to include some of those iconic scenes uh from like the source material so uh what i want to point out that was really well done uh was in the first episode when they go to space tj and um the very ending like um with the with the space cops, uh, you know, shooting down um, the the ship with Asimov, and then her floating into space, and then all the red eye, uh, like spilling out of her fake pregnant belly. Like I thought that was really well done. It reminded me <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot of the, of the anime, so they captured it really well, like almost frame for frame, like how Prozen's been saying. So definitely, yeah. I think that for the- whole first episode is actually like. Probably like one of the closest adaptations to the anime in the whole series. Yeah, I was going to mention anime. that the first episode was the closest one. Yeah, especially when Asimov uh, does the red eye. He's like, "Yeah, keep those eyes open." Like, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's probably that would probably be my like picture perfect way of adapting an anime to live action is like capturing those iconic moments while still making the changes that you want to make, like. Like, I wouldn't mind if it played out like an OVA and, you know, just change. Over Over here. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse knows what I'm talking about because he's a real weeb. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, just that's that's what I would like to see. Um, So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. But Jesse, you're, you're the last. Last but not least, what do you got for us? Favorite moment? Oh, man, there were so many really good moments. Um, 
So it's it's the fight scenes were just so magical, man. I loved like from that very first fight scene you get right off the bat, like it brings you right into the show. You get some good old Spike. Um, so like right away I was sold. So trying to think of like what my favorite moment would be. I've been racking my brain like the whole time that you guys have been talking. Uh, I was gonna say the same one as Crozen, and then you went and fucking ruined it. So thanks a lot. Uh, so trying to pick, I gotta say, hmm, probably when people started turning into fucking trees and it was all bloody and shit. <laughs> oh my god, that <laughs> was wild. It was it was unnecessarily graphic, I, but I, I fucking loved didn't it. expect that. <laughs> it was such a shock, fucking like aspect of the show. And when you guys watch it, you will see them. Them fucking trees, man. They they were no joke. They literally pollinate humans and turn them into ants. It, it was wild. Um, yeah, and then to push it even further, they give you that scene of Faye looking for the dude's cell phone in his pocket. I was about and to she, say that, dude. Yeah. She just sticks her arm in his tree body and comes out with like a handful of sap. I'm gonna call it sap, but I mean, we all know what it looked like. I, I was treages. concerned. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, we'll just call it that. It was treages, man, and she got a handful of it. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, it was so graphic. Um, which leads me to my next question, and I'll start it off. Um, least favorite moment. Uh, for me, it would probably be with. When Vicious kills his um, little workers, the naked people that were making his drugs, like, I don't know, like, I don't care about nudity in the show, but, like, to me, it seemed like this would have been a really cool show to, like, enjoy with your kids, and they just added the nudity in. And it made no sense. Like it's only one episode. It, it is only one episode. One hundred percent unnecessary. Just, yeah, it just yeah. seemed unnecessary. Like it didn't serve a purpose. It it was just there, and it, like I don't remember any nudity in the anime. There was so like it. it well, just but yeah, but um, I would say that. But also like also the anime people weren't like I think this show like went like. Okay, we're on Netflix. We can do whatever we could kind of do whatever we want. So we're just gonna like throw curse words like almost like every other sentence. Let's throw in some titties. Mm-hmm. It's like that's so all I think. Like I don't know. I don't honestly. I would never like think like personally me. I wouldn't be like this is something I could potentially watch with my kids. It's like the show is already I'm, like off the rails. Like as far maybe as maybe like, I'm set up to be a terrible father. It's Netflix's fault, man. No, no, I understand. It's just like, I don't think, like, I mean, we would probably be like, oh, shit, Cowboy Bebop, our kids watch this with us. But it's like, I think the normal people, like, the, the general consensus is like, saw somebody's fucking body get dismantled by a fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to want the kids to see that, but I'm I don't think you. it was designed with kids in mind. <laughs> yes, no, 100%. Um, yeah, it just seemed weird to me, and, like, it just didn't fit like it was just something that caught me maybe it's just like caught me off guard and out of nowhere like i think it was yeah i think even, it was just a base i think like it was just they a basic... 
yeah, because they had already visited a whorehouse, two of them, yeah. and we didn't see anything yeah, there. Two of them. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, we have a meth lab full of. Them. I think it's just, I think it's just a basic uh, basic drug trope, you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's probably how all drug like all drug things related things go. You yeah, know, like, but you have the one warehouse full of naked people, so they don't steal <laughs> shit. Yeah, he I also, agree. He also, was... he also made them blind, so it's like yeah. yeah, that was pretty wild. Like yeah. That took all the sexy out of the scene when you see their <laughs> eyes super glued shut. Ain't no way to bring sexy back there. Nope. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah, that was a, that was a terrible addition. One of the very questionable choices they made. Yeah, but I I appreciate the space meth explanation. So. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Um. So Daniel, you're up, buddy. What was your least yes. favorite moment? Okay, so uh, this is probably gonna sound really critical, but and I know in the show, you know, we we were expecting at some point the game of cat and mouse to, you know, start. It just I wish this was done differently. The scene that really like stuck out and like really annoyed me was when um, Spike finds Vicious is working at the fish factory. And he gives him the call and he's like, hey, he's like, are you still hiding behind, you know, uh, bulletproof glass and then shoots the the car window? That's mm-hmm. something that kind of stuck out to me. I was just kind of like, it could have been done differently. It was kind of underwhelming for me. Okay, I can see that. Uh, I thought he said he, he should have been, like, should have added bulletproof glass and stuff. No, he says, are you still hiding behind bulletproof? But uh, yeah, bulletproof. Ah, goddamn it. You know what I mean? Glass. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? Class. Yeah, I watched it with subtitles. Yeah. I, I heard it different, but okay. All right. Hey. I watched it with subtitles too. <laughs> to each their own, man. You have every right to not like that scene. Oh no, I I agree. It was weird. Um, what about you, Brosiv? Uh, yeah, the same the same exact scene as Daniel. I think that scene is just like I think that's like probably the most out of place scene in the whole show. It just like seems it's just weird. You should have like, just killed him. <laughs> Pull the trigger. No, it's just like I don't think he should have even done it. At all. He's like, I think it's just like a, it's like the most out of place thing. I think it's just like, I don't know what the point of that scene was, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, that scene's just. That, I think that's the worst scene in the whole show. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, there's there's nothing worse than a scene that doesn't fit or makes any sense to the viewers. So. I mean, I can totally see where you're coming from. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I wouldn't say that it was my least favorite scene because I already told you mine, but I definitely see what you're saying because it was a very, like, meh moment for me. Like, yeah. it, it didn't provide anything additional or... No value. Yeah, anything like that to me. So I, I'm definitely with you. And I'm seeing a trend here. Are we going to... Get the hat trick with you, Jess. Here, do you have a different one? I actually have a. And we lost him. Hey, Jesse, you're muted. When did I hit that button? Weird. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay, yeah, people. I, I, I didn't hit that. <laughs> anyway, speaking of not hitting it, uh, <laughs> that actually kind of brings me to the point that of the piece that I didn't like is the fact that they basically just had a one night stand and then spike was all about Julia 
they they slept together once, like, and then that's it. Like after that, they're like, damn, hooked. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. I think that to me was what I didn't like the most, and my, I know my wife felt the same way. Uh, so that was my least favorite part of the show was that like the whole time they've been building this magical thing between Spike and Julia, like, Oh man, I wonder like how long and they were together and all that all. And all of this is, it was a one night stand. They, they got together once and that's it. So to me, that felt very underwhelming and disappointing uh, on my end. That's true. Especially since in the first episode, I mean, he uses the same line, um, it from the anime when he's like, I wasn't, I was, you know, was in love once, you know, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we get that in the show. Yeah. And they, they just sleep together one night and then that's it. That was, that was the whole history between them for the most part. So that, that felt really underwhelming to me. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. It, it made it harder to believe in the romance and which is weird because it seems like they put so much thought into like casting somebody that was mm-hmm. older than anime spike because they to make it more believable believe, believe in and it. who's going to believe that a 40 year old dude fell in love after a one night stand that's true we're already jaded by that part mm-hmm. I mean, at 35 i don't i don't believe in it anymore <laughs> old man <laughs> screams at clouds <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess I could understand it. I mean, like, there's the whole love at first sight type deal. And, you know, maybe he's a true romantic. It's just um, such a tired trope, man. Yeah, I I, I definitely understand where you're coming from as well as a viewer. Like, had that been the first piece of information you were given, maybe it would have given you time to process it or it could have been delivered in a different way but for them to like sell you this like love story through space and time type deal mm-hmm. and then at the end they're like oh it was a one night stand and we're gonna run away together like yeah just, i'm it, glad they didn't tell me at the beginning because i feel like if i knew that at the beginning i would have just been mad throughout the show like what the fuck are you doing man get over it bro because <laughs> <laughs> it was one night homie <laughs> But did you hear her sing? It was glorious. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can understand that. And yeah, he just he just wanted the cuck vicious, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say overall, um, we're gonna we're gonna follow the, the dead rooster path here and we're gonna rate it by one through ten cowboys. Um, I know Jesse has told me before, but now you're going to tell the fans. Um, how many Cowboys, Jesse, do you give this series? You can cut Cowboys in half. I was going to say, I'm going to fucking slash the Cowboys in half. It back, um, we're not going to rate it by Cowboys. We're going to rate it by by t- tree people. How many <laughs> tree people? You can cut the tree people in half. How many tree people do you rate I'm gonna give the entire it series? Seven and a half tree people. So one of them has gotten sawed in half. Fair enough, uh, Joey. What do you got? I got a, uh, I got nine tree people. Oh, nice. Oh, very nice. Respectable. Daniel. So really quickly, maybe in season two we'll see a lot more flashbacks with uh, 
Spike and Julia. Maybe that's how they'll win us back over. But with that being said, uh, at this I, point, I think I would get more mad at that. Like, don't try to <laughs> fix it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give it 8.25 tree peoples. Okay. You're cutting a tree person in a quarter? That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and complete your 0.25 tree person, and I'm going to give it 8.75 <laughs> tree yeah. people. We're, we're going to complete that one because that's just wrong. Overall, <laughs> I would say it's definitely worth watching. I still loved it. Seven and a half is still a solid, like, you know, it's good. Uh, check, check it out. That's a C. Yeah, I mean, hey man, I, 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 I passed my test into... with the C, and I'll take it. <laughs> it. It won't. It'll get you into a nice community college, but it won't get you into no leading <laughs> universities. I mean... um, no, but overall, like in all seriousness, it, it's definitely enjoyable. I would say you probably have to go into it with like the novel adaptation mentality, where you can't expect everything to fall in place the way you've seen it before um but it definitely captures what's important at least to me it did and it's definitely worth a watch um for sure i will say that if you've never seen cowboy bebop the anime this is a fantastic show for you to watch as well because you don't need to watch the anime to watch this show at all 100 percent yeah Mm -hmm. it's 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 almost like its own standalone thing um yeah, I mean, I it honestly makes me excited about what Netflix is doing as far as, you know, anime adaptations. And, I mean, they've already been doing a bunch of graphic novel adaptations, which some have been awesome. Um, some I liked, but I don't know, for some reason got canceled. I mean, as I, long I, as, I, I don't know. As long as the I'm, Gundam doesn't have a one-night stand, I'm good. <laughs> is, is Gundam a love story? About robots having one night stands. (laughs) You've clearly never seen Gundam. Depends on what what series you watch, but yeah. (laughs) I I didn't. I've never seen one where robots had one night stands. And hopefully, we never will. There's that one scene in Gundam where they like when the guy and the girl get in their Gundams and they drift around Tokyo together. That sounds adorable, but Jesse would be mad because they only did it one night. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I have a few questions. I, I would for you only guys. be mad if they're madly in love after just one night. Okay. Okay. So you. you... Okay. I want to. Okay. <laughs> You're saying you, you can't fall in love with one night. <laughs> not for not for Cowboy Bebop. Not not there. No. That's what I'm saying. Okay, how many nights did it t- how many nights did it take you to love your wife? How many dates before Yikes. I was in love? The hot uh, seat. <laughs> first of all, I didn't get with my wife until after marriage. So wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, while Jesse thinks about his answer, I just want to point out that I fell in love with my wife after one night. <laughs> Ooh. But my but my wife wasn't evil like Gloria. Or Julia. I was like, who the fuck is Gloria? (laughs) (laughs) I got the last two letters right. Yeah. We'll take it. Okay, Thomas, you had questions. Yes, um, I actually have uh, a few more questions, and I have one trivia question 
for Cowboy Bebop for each of you. Um, but we're talking about space westerns here. Um, who adapted it better, the Mandalorian or Cowboy Bebop? And we'll go down the Cowboy line with Bebop. Daniel. Oh, okay, or Joey. That's what I meant. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, yeah. uh, Daniel. Uh, I will. Are we talking? So we're talking about the Cowboy Bebop show. The live action versus the Mandalorian. Who adapted a space western better? That's a really Uh, tough choice, man. Yeah, I know. It is, but that's why I'm asking the question. I, I have to stick it with the, you know, with the anime as an amazing space western, so I'm going to get the uh, live action wise, going to give it to Mandalorian. Right on. I don't I don't think you could go wrong either way, so I would accept either answer. Unless you're Jesse. Jesse, give me the right answer now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what, uh, what do you have? <laughs> um, I think Mandalorian, man. Alright. Yeah, I think they both did a very good job, and yeah, you, like I said, you can't go wrong. But an even I'll definitely harder... be watching both again, though, for sure. We do have more Mandalorian coming up and the Book of Boba Fett, so mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to play out like a space gangster movie or series, I should say. I'm interested about that. But let Is me ask like you this. Disappear? <laughs> and we'll start with, with Jesse this time. Um, so you wake up in the Bebop universe. Uh, what role do you play in it? And by role, I mean, are you a cowboy? Uh, are you a cop? Are you, wh- where are you in this world? Are you... Hopefully not someone making meth. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not cooking space meth for vicious. <laughs> that's that's my dream, man, right now. So as long as I'm pretty much anyone besides that or a tree person, like, I'll be happy. Shoot, shoot. I'll be iron. I don't give a fuck. He looks like he's living a good life. <laughs> and what about you, Joey? Uh, I want to be the cameraman for the Bounty Hunter TV show. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I love it. We never talked about okay. the Bounty Hunter TV show. That shit was awesome. They did a great job with that. They did. <laughs> we didn't talk about it. You want to talk about it? Talk about it. Uh, I just want to say that they, they they found some great fucking actors to play the roles from that show, uh, and they fucking killed it. Like it was hilarious every time they were on on the on the fucking show. So, I have a random question that just popped to mind. Um, okay. So, if Dog the Bounty Hunter is Dog the Bounty Hunter in our world, does that mean that in Bebop world he's Dog the Cowboy? There's fear and darkness all around you. The criminals are on the run. That answers my question. <laughs> so, Daniel, what mm-hmm. role do you play in this world? A dead syndicate member. A Just dead one? Cool <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't, I, I don't know, probably working in some space casino somewhere. Hey, that's respectable. Um, I, I honestly see you more as a dead syndicate member, but I mean, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, as much as I would like to think that I'd be something cool like a cowboy or a cameraman, I would probably end up working at one of those nasty horror houses. <laughs> Could be the DJ. <laughs> no, I'd probably end. I'd, I'd probably be a whore. 
<laughs> I, have, I have one of those face changing thingies. Oh and man. <laughs> crying in my dressing room. I'm hideous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have I, what I hope are three easy trivia questions. Um, who wants the hardest one? Joey, go. All right, sure, Joey. You do like music. So, what are the lyrics at the beginning of the Cowboy Bebop opening song? The Cowboy Bebop opening song? Like yeah, like the opening credits. Yeah, when he's talking, there's like something he says right before the song kicks off. Oh, he says that this question's bullshit. <laughs> I don't Isn't think it, I um, remember him saying that. <laughs> what is it? It's like you guys can answer it as a team. This, this question's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how it goes. Uh, it's, it's, it's like something right. like I think it's something like a like it's like time to blow the scene. Um, like, let's get, get this stuff together. Get the stuff together. Okay, three, two, three, one. Three, two, let's one. Jam. Let's jam. I was close enough. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. It just, it just says, yeah. You, I think it's time we blow this scene. Get everybody and their stuff together. Okay, three, two, one. Let's jam. <laughs> and Jesse, you're gonna get the second hardest one. At least I don't know. It seems hard to me. I don't think I knew this the entire time I was watching this series. What does ISSP stand for? Uh, I gotta fucking think about that one. The fuck? I hear, I hear you googling. Uh, I'm just kidding. The fuck? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it something with like a like an information program or something like that? No. So this is actually what they call the police force, and it's Inner Solar System Police. Oh yeah, I was not gonna fucking get that. <laughs> and, and I think this. What's up? First question. I was like, that's harder than the first question. I was like, that one was way fucking harder. (laughs) Really? What? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just guessing which ones are the hardest. Maybe this is the hardest one, Daniel. (laughs) Um, What was the bebop? (laughs) What is is Ein's birthday? (laughs) (laughs) What was the bebop originally built as? Uh, (laughs) That is the hardest question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Maybe all of these are hard. <laughs> uh, it was originally a fishing vessel. So yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. Okay, Thomas, I have one for you. Okay. What's Faye's I... social security number? <laughs> it's X one R E S P C T. Jokes on you. She doesn't fucking know. She's an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about her cryo number. I, I thought that was what the social security number was. Yo, right, yo, okay, we, we, we didn't talk. We didn't talk about the episode with her quote unquote right. mom. But that uh, I, I do have an actual trivia question for Thomas, though. Okay, hold on. Well, let's talk about the the cryo episode. Uh, what what do you what do you got for us, Joey? What it was a good episode. I loved her fake mom. I th- yeah, exactly. I think that whole episode fucking great. Just the fucking. That same episode with the the recital with Jet, but uh, I just love that whole episode. Whole episode with her mom. I think her mom was a great character, and I love that how like the whole <laughs> chase thing at the end was just like some kind of like 
fucking some freaking kinky role yeah, play. Yeah, and then I had to kill the fucking bodyguard. <laughs> I was like, why can't he know the yep. safe word? Why does he have to die? <laughs> like, we could just change the safe word. Yeah, like, but oh, yeah. It, it almost seemed like like it's stupid to compare it to this, but like almost like a a side quest, and it kind of changes like the tempo of the series where they just go on this random adventure, and it was like a lot of humor and like it was hilarious. Yeah, I don't know um, if we'll see her fake mom again, but I think we'll we'll probably see her again, maybe. Yeah, I think, so I, was, th- I think she's gonna be very popular. To be honest, I think that's gonna mm-hmm. be a good episode for people. Yeah, like. She's gonna be one of those unsung characters that just mm-hmm. garners all this love, like <laughs> Agatha. Yeah. Who now gets her own series her own just because yeah. of her how awesome she was. All right, um, so I'm gonna give you an easy trivia question, Thomas. Okay, is it Cowboy Bebop related? I'm ready. It, it is Cowboy Bebop related. All right. All right. So, what's the name of Spike's ship? Oh, oh that's easy. I don't remember. Was it at the the, the dagger or something? No, oh, the swordfish. Um, yeah, there you go. I knew it was pointy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that one of them has a glass eye? Or a fake eye, at least? Yes. But I was talking to Thomas. Oh. Uh, yeah, but I don't know who. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it Jet? He's the only one that looks like he has a fake eye. It's actually Spike. No. Spike. Oh, that's weird. What happened to his eye? I don't remember. Syndicate stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we can't talk about that. We'll get we'll get canceled. But I got one <laughs> last question. This one's directly directed directly to Joey. Would you want to see a Yu-Gi-Oh Netflix <laughs> live action adaptation? Like, is uh, the world wait. ready for it? Uh, would I like to see it? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, but I also like to see my wrists cut too, but you don't see me <laughs> making a big deal out of it. I mean, there's an app for that. <laughs> cut my wrist on my phone? <laughs> just just shatter the tempered glass, man. No, I would not want to see a live action Yu-Gi-Oh. Alright. I was just curious because I know they're kind of delving into like Children the whole... No, like the, I'm talking more about like bringing the monsters to life because like how, you know, we got Detective Pikachu and they're like, there's a lot of different looking creatures or Pokemon, whatever. And now they're doing like the series at Netflix as well, which is going to be another live action adaptation for them. So I was just curious, like, like, would we want to see like dual monsters live action adaptation? No, I I feel like the anime might like I still like watching it, but I feel like the cheese factor on it might might not portray very well to today's audience. Well, I think the I manga think the way you... and the anime were very different too. Yeah, yes. I can't People read die. manga, man. I like kept the, turning like, the wrong way. The first few, like the the early manga, like you hadn't like almost nothing to do with the card game for like the first like like several chapters. Like what capsule was... monsters? What it does was... it like? What does it dive into? Is it like it, it, it's, about, pa- it's just, about just no? It's just about just playing games. Like it's not about like mm-hmm. the card game is just a game they one of the games oh. they would have played. But it's about like 
you play like there's this there's a scene of like there's a game where Yugi and this one guy they wrap they like he wraps a chain around the roof of a like a chimney mm-hmm. and they both hang on the roof holding the chain and the goal is to like get the other person to let go and die. <laughs> Yeah. And Yugi just murders this man. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, the the manga's fucking dark, dude. Oh, I'm uh, so yeah. interested. If only I yeah. knew how to read books back. Actually, watch them. Um, watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero. It's like on, on YouTube? YouTube. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what that season is about. It's not oh, really sweet. about the card games. It's about like everything else. You have yeah. my attention. I didn't they know that. Play... Russian roulette at one point, I believe, and then yeah. there's another one where Taya has a stalker, and um, Yugi finds who the stalker is, and uh, basically they're playing with the knife, and you know it doesn't end well for for the stalker. So, so <clears throat> what I'm gathering here, and what People I think die. you just revealed to the world is that Yu-Gi-Oh manga and Season Zero is the original Squid Game. Pretty much, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Holy shit, that is that is breaking news. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna check that out because, um, as any anybody that knows me, Russian roulette is my favorite card game. So, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how the fuck Yu-Gi-Oh ended up being a card game. <laughs> like based off that manga, I was like, oh, all right. based off that origin story. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, shit. The more you know. Um. So before we we end this uh, i think people have heard enough from us <laughs> um any final thoughts that anybody has about the series any call outs anything that we did not mention i mean i want to say give it a chance uh yeah. if, if you're on the fence especially like you should definitely watch it whether you're a fan whether you've never seen the show it's 100 percent worth watching uh, if the first episode doesn't catch you, then you're probably not going to like the rest of it. So you'll know right away if you're going to enjoy the investment. <laughs> I agree. Joey, Daniel, anything? I need me a Corgi. Oh, I 100% agree. <laughs> Corgi just went above Jack Russell Terrier. Um, but I don't know that I want a Jack Russell anymore because I don't know if you guys know this. They get trained to be diabetes dogs. And if they sniff you and your blood sugar is high, they, like, tell you. And you feel like I feel dog like my dog would never shut up. Because <laughs> I'm always eating pie and stuff I'm not supposed to. <laughs> I know what I'm getting Thomas for Christmas. Uh, a blowgun with the bamboo you're growing? <laughs> um, Joey, final thoughts? Uh, I just think everybody should give this show a chance, like, I think I know a lot of people are like apprehensive of live action anime mm-hmm. ever since like well <laughs> from been... ne- from Netflix ever <laughs> since we've ever been since hurt Netflix, before ever since Netflix you know Netflix also did Death Note <laughs> and we know how that turned out mm-hmm. so but I will generally say this is probably like one of the, probably one of the best shows on Netflix in general yeah Bleach was actually a really good live action adaptation they did too. But with Bleach, they did that one more with following like the the manga uh, a lot, whereas this one they took a lot more liberties, and it, it was they did a really good job. Um, and that's the one that's dubbed, right? 
Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never seen that. But yeah, they do they do a lot of that and they've actually just announced that they're looking to you know, kind of with the success of Squid Game and um what was the name of that show that we saw where they're trapped in the apartment building with like the monsters? Uh not Alice in Borderland, but the other one. Um I forgot. The one based on the Korean Yeah, so yeah, and I mean now that you bring up I am alive and or I am alive and Alice in Borderlands, all that other stuff, like I think I read that they're looking to kind of like really invest into like their Korean um like products. Um so with Sweet that, Home, that's the other one. Yeah, there you go, Sweet Home. With that, um let's say our goodbyes. We'll start with Joey and I do have some announcements to make before we let you go. Uh yeah. Uh thank you guys for having me. It was really fun. I really loved doing this with you. I'm probably I can't wait to do some more stuff with you guys. And yeah, follow me at Twitter at Crows and YGO, uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Crows and YGO. And Pod, Podcast Ultra will make a return soon. You got it, dude. Um, yeah, hopefully me and Daniel can make an appearance on Podcast Ultra when you're ready to come back. And yeah, anytime you want to come back, man, When whenever we do another special like this, or you can always join us on Dead Rooster as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for joining us, Joey. Um, as far as Dead Rooster, I do have an announcement to make. Um, our second episode reached 100 downloads, which oh, yeah. and a couple of days, I think, which is way more than we were expecting for such a new concept for us that we're doing with me and Daniel here. But we're glad you like us talking about scary shit. Um, we're, we're working on other things, but just want to say thank you. Um, if you enjoy it or hate it, leave us a review. And if you have any suggestions or comments, you can always reach us at deadroosterpodcast at gmail.com. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool uh, for only our second episode. Um, yeah. I really had a good time. Chris Where can I really go to give you guys ne- negative stars? So. Uh, the negative star you can go to <laughs> Apple Podcasts is, is a big one. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, you can watch Cowboy Bebop on Netflix on November 19th. And as Netflix likes to do, they will give you the entire series. So keep an eye out. Um, we're also going to be putting out a review for the first three episodes of The Wheel of Time next week. And you can read that on geek-network.com. But Daniel, any anything you want to um, give a shout out to? Some yeah, GM. So you can definitely find me on Instagram as Danny the Destroyer, um, Twitter at Supercommy Daniel, and then um, you can find me on Jukebox Vertigo, uh, music podcast I've been doing uh, for Deep Link Media. Um, returning, uh, I had a host dropout for one of the projects I was going to do, so back to square one. But I'll be dropping another project here shortly. Um, and also thank you so much, uh, for listening to Thomas and I on dead rooster. Uh, so you can find that podcast as well on, uh, anywhere you can find podcasts or listen to podcasts. Yeah. Damn right. Um, Jesse, any final words, final uh, thoughts, Mr. Springer? 
First of all, congratulations on the Dead Rooster podcast, guys. Very Thank happy you. for y'all. Love y'all. Thank you. I will definitely go give you guys a review because y'all my brothers um thank you guys for listening to us uh this is always a pleasure when i get a chance to record with you guys uh and i love being able to interact with you know our fellow nerds uh i love you guys i'm always going to be here for you guys as best as i can but yeah cowboy bebop Woo! yes and one last time uh rudy couldn't be here but be sure to Visit uh, Rudy's RPG. Rudy's Phenomenal you, Games. Rudy's Phenomenal Games. Sorry. Um, I always confuse it with his little, <laughs> um, like, his acronym. Um, and I love I it. I always get excited because it's RPG. And I was like, man, that's just fucking genius. It was just so fucking <laughs> clever. It was so well done. Yeah. Um, but if, yeah. If you guys are in Rudy. town, definitely go check out uh, Phenomenal Games. It's across the street from the Marine Base. It's got everything that you want, man. It's got magic. It's got board games. It's got video games. It's the best in town, for sure. Yeah, he's a really awesome dude, and he loves hanging out with his customers. So be sure to pop in, even if you just want to chat, take a look around, and make sure that you live in Yuma, Arizona, because that's where the shop is. (laughs) Um, But lastly, um, whether you find yourself chained on a roof with Yugi in a dark alleyway with a knife with Thea, or playing Russian roulette with Joey Wheeler. Whatever happens, happens.